new math is with my motherfuckers ass. You wanna know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add. It's mathematics. Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a ball around science. What are we talking about here? Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Wise the Dome TV. Today I got Chief X. I know you've seen him. I know you've seen his videos. And uh, uh, today we're definitely going to be talking about some some dope topics, man. So I definitely appreciate you for coming on, Chief. All right. Appreciate you having me. No doubt. How you doing, man? All is great. Um, this week has been great. I'm excited about a lot of things and new things coming up in business. And um, you know, I just can't wait. No doubt, no doubt. Congratulations on that, man. And uh, and so lately for the past two or three weeks, well, it's probably been going on long. It's actually been going on longer than that, but it kind of ramped up uh, a lot these past uh, couple weeks and the topic of Egypt and who the ancient Egyptians were. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's been going on back and forth from several, several different channels, right? And uh, and so I kind of wanted to have you on to, you know, build on your perspective of the, you know, just the history of and um, of ancient Egypt and, and what's going on uh, as far as, you know, what the hot topic in the so-called conscious community is at the moment. So I'll start by asking you this. Um, who were the ancient Egyptians? I mean, because, you know, whenever we think about uh, what we were taught, um, you know, we were, for the most part, we saw ancient Egypt as a, as a melting pot where, it, you know, there were people of, you know, different ethnicities, multiple ethnicities, and some being sub-Saharan African. And I know that you said that, no, that's not correct, right? So who are the ancient Egyptians? So in my opinion, first, let me start to say to people mm -hmm. um, and anyone listening, Chief X is not a scholar. Mm -hmm. I'm just your brother um, in this community and in this space um, who I claim my, my flashpoint started in 1992. Mm -hmm. And it actually started with the, me going to the Nation of Islam mosque and, and meetings, you know, and um, embracing Minister Farrakhan, uh, Dr. Khalid Muhammad, and so on and so on. So. I'm just a student of life and your brother who's been around. I don't consider myself a scholar at all. I'm far from a scholar. Some people think I claim that, but I'll be trying to let people know. No, I'm not a scholar. <laughs> I'm just your brother who's been around. And I, uh, and history and science topics is a hobby for me. Right. You know, I'm not one who claims, you know, history is supposed to change your life and it's not going to get you a job. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, it's not going to do some magic to your life. It's just a hobby we as brothers and sisters in this community um, are involved in and like to talk about and most you know, definitely and dialogue about. So <clears throat> I wanted to say that so no one will think I'm trying to be something. <laughs> right, yeah, no, I got you. I understand. <clears throat> so the ancient Egyptians are basically, in general, they're North African people, mm -hmm. okay? Um, us as African-Americans or Black Americans, I'm okay with either terminology, African-Americans or Black Americans, okay? Um, um, are Sub-Saharan Africans. We are tropical Africans, okay? We're tropical in, in um, 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 
semi-tropical Africans. We come from the areas of like Ghana, Nigeria, and Central Africa. The Congo is Central mm -hmm. Africa. That's tropical Africa. Okay. Egypt and North Africa is considered desert Africa or arid Africa. Hmm. And those are arid and desert Africans. We're not that. So to me, Egyptians are North Africans, meaning I've, I've, I've challenged people on this one thing. I have to say this to give clarity. So like when people in the, this community hear the word African, 90% of the people will come to mind as a black person, kinky hair, and the different people we see in Africa. Okay, but we have to be clear nowadays and be more clear than we used to be in the past. Okay, uh, 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 um, I specifically say North Africans, not just Africans. So, like when we're talking about Thailand and Cambodia, we specifically say Southeast Asia, just for clarity uh, uh, of thought and understanding. Okay, like so, you have a whole continent called Asia. The different countries in Asia all don't claim each other. Armenians don't claim to be Cambodians. <laughs> Vietnamese don't claim to be Pakistanis. They're different people in different countries on a continent. So it's the same with Africa. If they don't claim to be each other, why do, well, it's a Black American thing. Black Americans just feel like all of Africa is ours. <laughs> but it's a continent, you know what I mean? So I've come to the understanding that North Africa, through my studies and research, North Africa has never, ever, 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 ever been Black Africa. Mm. And when I made that statement, a lot of people were shook about it. Mm. and was just like stumped. <laughs> so I said, okay, if you don't think so, well, name me one kinky-haired or nappy-haired Black African tribe or nation that ever set up camp in North Africa and lived there and their culture was born there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like how Native Americans came in through the Bering Straits, through right. Canada, on down to the United States of America, on down to Mexico, and on down to Brazil in the Western hemisphere, okay? So they were a people who came to a land that was basically barren because people don't even know it was an ice age. Right. 20,000. 20, Are you talking about North America? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Called the Laurentine Ice Sheet, covered half of North America and Canada. So right. people couldn't come in and people weren't living on the ice. So it was basically barren and a people came in, that East Asian type, the Native American, and settled. And their culture was born there. Mm. So that is being indigenous. Mm -hmm. So they're indigenous to the Americas and their culture was born there. But in North Africa, that never happened with the Black nation. Because North Africans, people from the Near East, Turkey, Levant, have been flowing in and out of North Africa from Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria, uh, 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 Egypt, you know, on across. So it's always been that gene flow for the last 30 years. So a lot of people in the conscious community never spoke on that or even understood or knew that. So, mm. <laughs> so in my opinion, Egyptians are North Africans. Um, they, are not, they wouldn't be considered what I would say black people, although black is a social construct. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like to talk in a social construct. Because, <laughs> you know, just keep things plain for the people. Um, Nubians, I would consider black, but not right. Egyptians. So I, I guess that leads to my next question with them being so close 
and sharing deities and sharing different uh, cultural ideas and ways of life, <clears throat> why would one think that there were no sub-Saharan -Sub Africans in ancient Egypt when Nubia, like I said, is extremely close to what you would consider Northern Kemet at that time. We've seen evidence that, you know, they had some of the same religious ideologies uh, and some of the same things culturally. How would, how would that take place if there wasn't, if, you know, ancient Egypt wasn't a melting pot that included Sub-Saharan Africans? Okay, so, we have what we call the Nile River. <clears throat> now, what a lot of people don't understand, we have things called the cataracts. Um, the first cataracts is at Aswan, um, right in um, Southern Egypt, okay? So we understand that Nubians weren't seafaring people, okay? Um, Mediterranean people were seafaring people all throughout the Mediterranean, all down into the Nile and up out the Dow. So through a lot of research, we realized that you cannot travel the Nile at a certain point, it stops. Hmm. And that's at the first cataract in Aswan. Mm -hmm. So Nubians weren't able to travel up and down there. And by the way, they weren't seafaring people. So they were on land in the desert and their interaction with Egypt was by foot, you know. Now, their neighbors, Egyptians themselves, considered, in general, Nubians to be their enemies, mm. Asiatics to be the enemies, and sometimes the, 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 the Libyans to be their enemies. So they had natural borders, and cataracts were natural borders. You can, cataracts is like a waterfall or boulders, rocks, and you cannot sail through there, you know? <laughs> so um, um, they were neighbors, and Nubians were influenced by the ancient Egyptians. So I, I, I remember just over the years, uh, I used to look at the, the, the art of the ancient Egyptians. And um, the ancient Egyptians, excuse me, the Nubians ruled Egypt for a period of about 90, 90 years, the consensus says. And that's 90 years out of about 3,000 years. You You're talking about the Nubian dynasty? Yes, the 25th dynasty. That's 90 years out of 3,000 years that they ruled. Mm. So I began to realize a lot of Nubian artwork and statues are in ancient Egypt. And for decades, many people in this so-called conscious community, for lack of a better word, um, always had confused Nubians with Egyptians and considered them the same people. Like what do you what do you mean? There's a lot of Nubian artwork in ancient Egypt. Are you saying that there's a lot of that there are there was Nubian artwork that we saw as Egyptian artwork? Right. So we're seeing Nubian statues of 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 the black pharaohs mm -hmm. per se. So when when someone says the black pharaoh in the in the world of academia. Everyone knows they're talking about the 25th dynasty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they've never called ever any other dynasty the Black Pharaohs, except the 25th dynasty. 
right? So that tells you something in itself, right? So um, they have statues and monuments of Nubian and black pharaohs. So over the years, I remember we used to listen to, listen to Sarah Sutanseti and <laughs> he used to be real passionate and talking about the Kushites and black power and the Nubians. And over the decades, even when I first started learning and I started, Ashwa Kwesi used to live in Los Angeles, okay? Before he lived in Dallas. So I was raised listening to Ashwa Kwesi, right? And he, that's all they taught, that the Nubians, the, Kush, the Kushites and the, <laughs> and the Egyptians were all one people, you know? They were all a black nation and a black culture, but that's not true. The Nubians were but the Egyptians were. So Nubians later, 700 uh, 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 BC mm -hmm. became rulers. And this is much later. So they, be, they began to build pyramids thousands of years later after the Egyptians did. They took on a language in a written language thousands of years later that was influenced by the Egyptians. So most of their, a lot of their culture and the gods and stuff that they, came to believe in were influenced by the ancient Egyptians and they took on them gods when they became the black pharaohs in the 25th dynasty. I know, you, I know you've mentioned that. <clears throat> so for those that may not be familiar with the ongoing conversation that has been happening over the past month or two, um, the claim is made that the Egyptians that are there now are the ones that were there, um, at, you know, from the beginning. If you can um, speak about that some, and then I wanna ask you something after that, that pertains to that. Yeah, so they've been doing DNA testing. Um, they've tested some mummies. Um, then they tested another group of mummies, right? Um, but besides all that, the general consensus in the world of, um, DNA science and the experts, what they say is the modern day Egyptians are the ancient Egyptians. The modern day Egyptians, it said, carry 67% of the genetic composition of the ancient Egyptians. Mm. So we know they're very similar. And also we know that the ancient Egyptians never ever wrote about they dispersed somewhere or disappeared, because people think they just disappeared, <laughs> but they well, didn't know, no one disappears, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's I know, like, I know the common, I know, I know people used to say that uh, it was, it was through invasions that, you know, swallowed the, some of the indigenous population up, but go ahead. Yeah, so um, there was no mass migration anywhere. Mm -hmm. There was not no war where everyone was killed off. So most of their warring and things, although they fought, but it wasn't like in today's time, we go to war and just start killing up. There, 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 was, there was more political wars. So there were political changes mm. in rulership per mm. se, not just killing of people. So the ancient Egyptians never dispersed and disappeared or went anywhere. They never wrote about that or anything. So you, what you had was when the Arabs came, an army of 400. We understand came mm -hmm. and they did not change the population hmm. they basically blended in so egypt became an islamic uh, um, nation um, so they changed their religion and their culture and it became arabized 
but the Egyptians aren't Arab per se. I think it's maybe about 17% of the Egyptians are Arab, if I'm correct. Um, but the most, they just consider them North African or they consider them Coptic Egyptians, mm -hmm. Egyptians. Um, there's a small portion of Berbers, what they call the Amazigh, mm -hmm. uh, but the majority are Egyptians or, or North Africans, they call them. So if they take a DNA test, it'll either say Coptic Egyptian or North African, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so I don't know where people in the in this community felt that the Egyptians disappeared. No one taught them that. So it's just these are like myths that we've carried mm. on in thinking. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Um, I, well, let me just I, say this. So mm. basically, a lot of African-Americans have been lying on the ancient Egyptians because mm. they ain't said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what I wanted to. All right. So I, it, I'm going to give you the analogy that I gave you the other day, and I want you to uh, tell me what you think. Um, now, we know that a lot of ancient Kemet is still buried underground, hasn't been excavated yet. Now, with that said, whenever they do a, DNA, a genetic test on, let's say, a burial ground that they find, right? Now, one and uh, two things. Um, we have to definitely make sure that it's not the uh, Ptolemaic era. And also, let's say, that they find 10 mummies, right? Somewhere and they do a DNA test and it all comes back with, you know, uh, DNA evidence that shows that they don't have a sub-Saharan African component to it. Well, is it, isn't it possible that due to the fact that not much of ancient Egypt has been excavated yet that there is still there there's that we don't have enough of a sample size to actually say that there was no sub-saharan african opponent in ancient kemet and sort of uh, sort of like this like uh like i said before let's say like we experienced some cataclysmic event in here in North America. And then, you know, uh, archaeologists a thousand years later come and and then they and, and they uncover, you know, the uh, burial ground or it's like the projects or some shit. And they'll say, hey, was North America sub-Saharan African, right? Because it'll be a lot of black folks. You know what I'm saying? So like how do we know that with the sample size that we have now that we can come to a hundred percent conclusion that there was no sub-Saharan African component in ancient Kemet. Right. So as I consider myself a truth seeker, yeah. not, a, not a faith seeker, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll change with the truth. Right. It's just that so far, mm -hmm. the evidence don't support it so far. So I'm not one to be wish that wishful and you know <laughs> i'm not one to be to be that wishful and um 
be praying on some miracle that some black people pop up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally okay and fine and comfortable being a tropical African and a Western Central African. Mm -hmm. I represent that, you know, and I can't wait to get back to Ghana. But, you know, if some effort evidence did appear and uh, mm -hmm. it would have to be kind of uh, overwhelming, you know, not right. just finding, right. you know, some bodies and testing it, but it would have to be some kind of overwhelming evidence. Um, but so far, the DNA don't say so. The archaeology don't say so. So I have to just go with the consensus. I understand. Now, let me ask you this. Um, I know there's a lot of talk where in a lot of the um, in a lot of the uh, you know uh, I guess I would say uh, just Egyptology groups and stuff of that nature where actual Egyptians feel like we are culture culture vultures right but it's interesting that they feel that way because Every movie that I have seen about ancient Egypt is full of white folks. Right. So how, so do they have the same, let's say what they're saying is true. I'm not ready to concede that, but let's what they, say what they're saying is true. Why don't they have the same vitriol and beef with the Europeanization of ancient mm -hmm. Egypt than they have with us here in uh, African-Americans, per se, mm -hmm. uh, connecting with ancient Egypt, right? Because one, you have African-Americans who actually um, are interested in the culture and the beliefs and, and striving to you know, live by my yacht and things of that nature compared to Europeans making it a million dollar industry, selling books with with white pharaohs, selling movies, selling this and that. Like, why do you think like like why are we the target? You know what I'm saying? Why 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 not why not go after the ones that's that's making all the money from it? <laughs> well, you know, so I I'll say it like this. This is what we have to do as a people, all of us, right? I always tell people they have to update their mind in the present. Mm -hmm. Like update their mind to, to 2022, okay? So, <clears throat> and not let Hollywood speak for us, but let the scholars and the scholarship speak. So, you know, back in the day, you know, you had Europeans or Mediterraneans playing uh, um, movie roles as ancient Egyptians, right? I would say so, more, mostly European. Right. So in the past, you had, you know, I think you probably heard me speak on this, Eurocentrism, mm -hmm. which was basically racist. Yep. Uh, um, Eurocentric education. And um, um, they made some claims back in the early 1900s and um, late 1800s. Um, and then we had come later Afrocentrism, okay? And Afrocentrism was here to combat Eurocentrism. Mm -hmm. Now, in hindsight, both ideologies are racist, in my opinion, 
Okay. So gotta, you know, I got to push back on that. Right. <laughs> right now, if, if I'm calling Native Americans, you ain't Native American, you a $5 Indian, you ain't the real one, you fake. Yeah. To me, that's racism. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, right. no, no, that's some, see, that's a, yeah, you know, that, that identity crisis that we're suffering from at this moment, I, you know, that it has a lot of people doing shit like that. But and so I, I definitely understand, like, would you I, so I don't know if I would necessarily blame that on Afrocentric uh, frame of thought more than I would blame it on the self-hate and identity crisis that we go through. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. Right. So um, if you really think about it and we just are bluntly honest <laughs> Europeans today white folk today basically 100% of them I'm not going to say that let me just say <laughs> 95% of them in the world of academia will tell you the ancient Egyptians were neither black nor white this is what 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 what, what white folks teach today okay so they're not into eurocentrism no more Okay. Black Americans are still into Afrocentrism. You won't hear any scholars of white per, uh, uh, persuasion saying the ancient Egyptians were white. I haven't found any in recent times. You know, you, they might, let's, okay, let's say this. They, um, let's say they don't come out and say it, but they will show you visually, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're watching a, documentary on ancient Egypt or, or, or something of that nature. They'll depict it. They'll right. depict the ancient Egyptians as a white person. What's that last movie that came out uh, about five, well, no, about probably maybe seven, eight years ago, uh, Gods of Egypt or something like that. Right, oh, right, right, right. That was full of Europeans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, um, and, and also too, we have experienced. Do they have black hair? Yeah, maybe. What you saying? He might have been Mediterranean. Yeah, it, you, they don't show they they don't show him with blonde hair. Nah, they don't. Not yeah. really. Not that. I, not that. Not that I can remember. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, I get it. <laughs> here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So the Egyptian in Egyptian culture. Oh, put it this. Let me just make it simple. Egyptian food is considered Mediterranean food. Mm. Greek Bahum. food. Uh, just by food, you know, if you look up uh, Mediterranean food, if you just look up what is Mediterranean food, it's going to tell you Greek food, uh, uh, Italian, uh, Egyptian, all in Levant, uh, Moroccans, they, they consider it Mediterranean foods because they're Mediterranean people who live in the region mm -hmm. of the Mediterranean Sea. You understand they also saying? live in the region of Africa, in North Africa, right? Yeah. And so it's like classification sometimes can be subtly racist because like I remember like as a kid seeing books that said Africa and Egypt as if Egypt was not in was not a part of Africa right now let's let's all right so let's 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 take it here for one second um we have let's look at Christianity um, and its origin with Roman Catholicism. 
we're not at when we don't say did, go ahead. Did, you, did you hear that first word you said before you mm -hmm. said catholicism yeah roman, roman. yeah okay now, and I, I purposely right so check it out so and then you know you had the protestant movements and all of that but either way um european christians don't say you know let's say a european was from just just wherever just france or something they're not they're not going to say yo i i can't be uh catholic or i can't be this i can't be that because it's still european right so while the pushback when africans say yo this is whether the whether the sub-saharan component of ancient egypt has been exaggerated it's still an african culture why can't i you know what i'm saying why can't i practice an african culture the same way uh europeans uh practice uh you know uh, european spirituality and let's let's say like you know how like they have a um, um all europeans have an affinity for for greek mythology and roman mythology and some build even little cults around it and have their little things that they do like why the pushback when africans which genetically we are yeah so why the, why the pushback when africans say hey i want i'm i i have an affinity for this north african spiritual system and me being african i have every right to uh to study it and learn it and practice it to the best of my ability as anyone does because hey it is and i'm not saying that everybody looks at things from a pan-african viewpoint but you know europeans they look at things from a pan-european viewpoint a lot of times and so what's the difference okay like for instance like it's go it goes back to like what i was speaking earlier mm -hmm. like you'll never hear um asians or people on the continent of asia say asian culture because there's no such thing as asian culture there's no such thing as african culture but there's such there's a such thing as pan-asianism and i got the literature on it mm -hmm. well it's I'm not, I'm not it's probably a group that has some kind of ideologies that may not the other countries around asia may not share that ideology or be in cahoots with them right so you can't say Asian culture because Pakistani culture is different from Cambodian culture. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so Ethiopian culture is different from Ghanaian culture, mm -hmm. right? So there's no such thing as African cultures. That's a continent. So we have to think in terms of continent and countries. You get what hey, I'm saying? But, but could we say this though? Me being from Texas, you being from California, African-American culture in Texas is different from African-American culture in California, especially California, because y'all got shit going on out there that don't nobody got going on. You know what I'm saying? So isn't that, it, I mean, isn't that the same thing then? Well, no, because we have differences, but we're, we're all the same. Um, we just have a little differences, a different accent, but we all hip hop. That's that, you know, that African-American culture, black <laughs> still, you know, my parents is from the South. Most of us people in Cali are from the South. Right. You know, my, all my parents and my grandparents, they all from the South, you know. Right. Came, floated here. Yeah. So we're oh, yeah. on the same culture, of, right? The warmth of other sons, man, the mass migration <clears throat> from the South to the Midwest and the West. Right. So if I go to Kenya, in Kenya, Kenyans don't call themselves Africans unless they're talking to 
an international crowd, or if you like over here, they talk it to us, but they refer to themselves as Kenyans mm -hmm. or they refer to themselves as their tribe, mm -hmm. right? Um, in the same with every other tribe or, or country, right? Ghanaians mm -hmm. say that I'm Ghanaian mm -hmm. amongst themselves. They'll never say I'm African amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. But to us, it, from our, our, our state of mind or how we think, we just see them all as Africans and we don't separate them. You um, I, I wouldn't say I would. Well, you know, some um, and I agree, some will probably look at it like that. But here's the thing. It's all it's all like so like when you, when you look at whiteness, right, um, whiteness is whiteness no matter where it resides. Whether it's in Russia, Ukraine, America, Canada, whiteness is whiteness. They'll come together if they need to. They, they, um, like all, like all Europeans have an affinity. Let's kind of. I want to bring it back here because all Europeans have an affinity for, you know, the civilizations of Rome and and Greece because those were, as you know, some of the uh, most important civilizations in antiquity. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what's the difference with with, you know, Africans saying, hey, like I'm I have an affinity for ancient comedic civilization. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah, I think these these are arguments I've, I've heard over and over mm -hmm. and they come from one source. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Us. Mm -hmm. Right. So people in France, Spain, I got a map, so I'm looking at my map. <laughs> people in France, Spain, England, and Germany, they don't claim to be Romans or Greeks. No, but they love you that know? shit though. Unless yeah, they but, unless they still were, you know, remember ancestrally when they was getting their ass kicked by them, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, so what, what happens is people in humanity and just humans in general are fascinated with any ancient civilization that was just big time, you know? Yeah. The, the Romans, the Greeks, uh, uh, the Egyptians, you know what I mean? So I would say all people on the planet are fascinated with ancient mm -hmm. Egypt and would like to look, at, look into it and study it. So I don't want people to get me wrong. I love studying and learning about Egypt. Everyone should learn studying and learning about Egypt. You should love studying and learning about all cultures and natures. Mm -hmm. I like knowing about uh, um, Asians. I like knowing about Samoans. Like when I grew up in, in, in Carson, Cerrito, it had, we have a huge Samoan population out here. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were part of our friends growing up. We used to pop lock together, break dance together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Samoans have their own thing. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them might be fascinated with Egypt. But the, here's the thing. Some of them might be fascinated you, with our culture. Right, but here's the difference, though. And which, which, and we allow them to be with no right. respect. With this, you heard that joke about Samoans? What? what, what what's, the difference, what's the difference between uh, 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 black folk and Samoans? What did what, what they say? Samoan niggas. <laughs> See, but look, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> Like, like we embrace, we allow, we allow other people to take part in things that we've built. But anytime that we try to take part in something um, that. Let me tell you the difference. Let me make this statement. Let me say this. Mm -hmm. 
people from England, Spain, France, Sweden, whatever, they may be fascinated with ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, but the difference is they don't claim to be them. Hmm. See, we claim to be them. Right. <laughs> That's where we go wrong. You know what I mean? So this is where the confusion and the arguments and the debate comes about. Because people want to be a part of what is considered sexy. Right. So these ancient magnificent cultures are considered sexy. So everybody at one time wanted to be the ancient Egyptian. Everybody was fighting at one time to be the ancient Egyptian or a descendant of the ancient Egyptians. <laughs> and 95% and, and of humanity wasn't that. You know what I mean? So... Samoans don't claim to be them. Uh, 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 Mexicans don't claim to be them. Brazilians don't claim. You know what I mean? So why just African-Americans? Because we, we kind of grew up with an identity crisis. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. we, we, we have an identity crisis, basically. And we're still today in 2022 in search of something, in mm -hmm. search of connecting back. Right. But sometimes we just try to connect back to the wrong places. Right? right. No one lied to us. The white man told us exactly where he got us from. He <laughs> right. said, we got you guys from West Central Africa and didn't say anything any different. Yeah. And when we researched that, that's just what it is. You know right. what I mean? So I don't know how we ended up in Egypt. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but that's another story. But um, that's just what it is. So, you know, everybody around the world claims their biological origins of their ancestors except black americans claim many we claim to be the ancient chinese the moors the, the egyptians that every day body and we are the only people who do that yeah yeah, yeah no, Hebrews, that's, all that yeah yeah we definitely are we definitely do so so something is off and something needs to be corrected amongst us yes. you know what i mean I think, and see, the difference between, the difference between, you know, us reaching out, because I do agree, we do suffer from an identity crisis. Um, you have this, you have, you have people saying that they're Hebrews, you have people saying that they're the real Native Americans, and, you know, they won't, obviously, they won't ever take a DNA test, right, but um, you also, but the difference between that and ancient Egypt is that you can't like like it's still enough things that have been written about and enough things to link or possibly link sub-Saharan Africa with ancient Egypt, right? So like let's say us claiming to be the Native Americans, like that shit comes out of nowhere. Uh, well, in, in a lot of cases, it comes from uh, the book uh, came before Columbus, but Ivan Van Sertima doesn't make that claim in that book. And I, that's how I know a lot of people don't read because he didn't say, he didn't say that we were indigenous to know. He, uh, he does, he just alludes to it. <laughs> uh, well, kind of, but he didn't say it, you know, and he, uh, he mostly talks about the Mali empire uh, and that wouldn't that wouldn't have been nowhere making us indigenous to uh, North America. But anyway, let's. Um, but it's different with having no evidence whatsoever that you are the Native Americans or you are 
the people of ancient Palestine compared to you, the, you, you are possibly one of the components that made up ancient Egypt. Like, don't you see that? Don't you think that that's a difference? Because one, there's nothing, there's nothing linking us to ancient Palestine and there's nothing linking us to North America, but there are possible links to ancient Egypt, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I understand. No, I know that's your position. No, what, but I'm saying, but but let me give we, a little clarity because mm -hmm. um, Black Americans feel that if you got, I have, I use the word nappy. People think that's an insult when I say that. <laughs> right. I, it's not. I, I don't have no problem with saying nappy. Right, 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 right. <laughs> or kinky, right? Mm -hmm. So people feel just because you have nappy hair and are melanated. We're one in the same peoples, mm. right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. But, but we we vary. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, Sarah Sudan City is very, very light skinned. Mm -hmm. My dad is dark skinned. You know what I mean? I'm brown skinned. I would say. Right. <laughs> uh, so we differ in variations, um, even just as African Americans, right? So it's the same with the continent of Africa. They differ. Ethiopians look different than Ghanaians. Um, uh, uh, the Khoisan people look different than. Uh, turn my TV down. Uh, if, if Paul's came up. Different uh, Golden State game. Oh, yeah, I already know. Different than Golden State. So, um, um, I forgot my point. No, uh, we were, you know, just talking about skin complexion, right? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, We, that, that, that comes from a lack of education and lack of understanding, in my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the identity crisis. So all we see is kinky hair. Oh, that's me, right? Mm -hmm. But if you go to Asia, 90% of the people on the continent has black straight hair. Right. One thing I will add. But they don't, they, don't claim, they don't claim to be all the same just because they all black straight hair. You get what I'm saying? True. Um, Another thing, though, you can't really tell skin color by DNA tests. Right. Um, so when we start looking, and I haven't read the, uh, I haven't read the report that everybody keeps passing around. I don't, uh, have you read it? The one where they, the report about, I guess, the one that everybody keeps bringing up. Um, about the DNA of the North Africans? Yes. Yeah, I read that thoroughly. When did they, when was the, do you remember uh, uh, what time period they dated yeah. those? Yeah, so they say uh, um, the ancient Egyptians, most of their um, ancestors' uh, um, genetic composition comes from the Levant in the Near East, hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there have been gene flow through there, through North Africa and all throughout the Mediterranean. Um, so... I don't know if you've seen the video I did the other day and I was doing a guessing game mm -hmm. of um oh, the Mediterranean video. Mediterranean people. Yeah. <laughs> right. So for the audience who didn't may not see, I had a picture, I chose a picture of a Muslim Italian woman. Hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I said, which North Africans or Mediterranean people is are these women? Everybody guessed the same. They said Arab. They said uh, uh, she's Moroccan. 
She's a, a Libyan, a Egyptian. So everybody guessed all the North African countries. Mm-hmm. And I knew they were going to do that because it's just how we. And I, and I said, no, after it was all over. She's Italian. Hmm. She's a Muslim Italian woman. Right. Because we had this thing. That's why we said those who went into Egypt mm-hmm. and controlled Egypt besides the Nubians were other Mediterranean people. Hmm. Italians, Rome is it? Rome is Italy, right? Right. <laughs> so right. Rome, Rome is Italy. Uh, 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 the Greeks, Greeks is Mediterranean people. Mm-hmm. So we've been having this discussion, saying all oh, the Mediterranean people are the same and look similar. Right. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell who's who. Just like in the region of Western Central Africa, you can't tell who's Guinean specifically or who's Nigerian specifically. They look similar. Mm-hmm. So people in a certain region happens to look similar and has similar traits, right? Right. So all those Mediterranean people who have Mediterranean food, who live along the coast of the Mediterranean, which is all of North Africa, is on the coast of Mediterranean, have similarities. They share gene flow. They mm-hmm. like if you do the if you do the DNA if you do watch ancient Egyptians not ancient Egyptians, modern Egyptians DNA tests on YouTube, a lot of them have like ten percent Italian, some mm-hmm. of them have ten percent Greek. They're in the similar region. They they have similar foods. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So people in and out of Egypt. Do you know how? Like if you look at the map. So that's why I tell people they got to get a map. If you look at the map, Greece. And Italy is very, very, very close to North Africa. Yeah, definitely. Like you can damn near swim there. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So that's what, who was in and out of Egypt, Mediterranean people. And they were all seafaring people all throughout the Mediterranean world. So Greco-Roman is a Mediterranean world. Right. Yeah. And I, I've seen um, studies that showed a sub-Saharan African component, but they say that it came from oh, yeah, the it came, trans-Saharan. It came, yeah. The, the, uh, trans-Saharan the slave trade, which right. I haven't studied the uh, I haven't studied the genetics of the ancient Egyptians enough to say you know say one way or another, but I do find it interesting that you know I mean well, I'll just leave it at that. But well, what the what the science says is <clears throat> most of the ancient Egyptians have biological origins from the Near East and Levant and things like that in North Africa, but um, um, they have a sub-Saharan modern day. Egyptians have a sub-Saharan um, African. Well, you said the modern-day Egyptians are the same as the ones in the ancient past, Egyptians. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they they are they have consensus is about sixty-seven percent of the DNA composition of the ancient Egyptians. Okay, so the modern-day Egyptians, the difference is the sub-Saharan component, which is kind of small, no more than fifteen percent. Right, mm-hmm. the, the the component they have came by way of the uh, uh, um, the Arab slave trade, and then an, at another point, the Trans-Saharan slave trade, slave trade right? Mm-hmm. So the, the Sub-Saharan component in the ancient Egyptians is a recent component. It's not an ancient one. So I'm not a DNA guy, people, whoever's listening to me. So I'm just kind of just basically throwing stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to kind of have, you know, have you on the show to state your position, you know, it's not... not so the So the... The sub-Saharan component is a recent component, basically. I know I've heard you um, you say that, uh, 
you know, there are people who are, who say that they practice uh, ancient Egyptian culture, and you and I've heard you say like, nah, like like there's there's no way you can do that. Like, um, what do you, what do you mean by that? Um, so you have people in the community calling themselves a comedic priest, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. First of all, you don't live, live in Kemet or Egypt, <laughs> right? Right. You you have no history there. You don't really speak the language. You know what I mean? And you may live in Compton, California. How can I be a comedic priest living in Compton, California? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Unless I'm just doing some make-believe plaything, <laughs> right? Is that, what you look do, at it? Is that what you look at it like? Then I do some ideologies and create some ideologies to bring you into the fold and to support me and believe in me. Mm. But the reality is, I'm from Compton. I can't be a comedic priest, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, to be a priest, you had to be an Egyptian, basically. Right. So either way you think about it, it's like, now you can study Egypt, you can try to practice it, but... I mean, the ancient, the modern day Egyptians don't even practice that. Modern day Egyptians don't even say hotep and all this stuff to each other that we do. <laughs> so, but, but, like, but, you know, I think that's what a lot of people, uh, you know, push back on is the fact that the modern Egyptians are Muslims and don't really care much about right. ancient Egyptian spirituality. So it's like, how do they have this such an affinity to it if they don't even... If they don't practice it themselves. You know, we take things too far. Mm. We do. Mm-hmm. They understand, which we feel is, is some kind of bad thing to say or whatever. They understand it. Ancient Egypt is a dead culture. Mm. It's an, a culture in the past, and it's a dead culture. They don't practice those ways. Now, they may have a ceremony every year and do some things in honor of their ancestor. But their spiritual base is Islam. You know what I mean? But so what makes Islam more alive than ancient comedic culture? Well, you know what I'm saying? It's all it's like, let's say it's like, who's the last who is the last person to either in, invade and conquer or the last person to uh, introduce a new religion or way of life to a people? at a certain period of time and they hold on to it. And that's, you know, uh, whether it's either by the sword or through commerce. Oh, or, I was about to say that, the sword of Islam. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? And so like, like, I want you to speak on it, but what makes, what, I mean, what's the difference? You know, like if, if, if they created it and they're still here, how can it be a dead culture unless they let it die? Well, it's an, it's an old history. And I don't think they practice the same way or believe the same way. A lot of that stuff is primitive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, people would say that shit about the uh, Abrahamic religions too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I, I would think it's hard to practice something that would be considered primitive. Plus, if you don't speak the language anymore, you know what I mean? Um, the closest thing to the Egyptian language is the cop is Coptic, mm. and I don't even think, and I don't even think seventy five percent of the population speak Coptic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can't even 
decipher the metanet themselves unless they're just a scholar into scholarship and into that. Right. Well, so well that's what it, I was would, it would be hard for them to practice something they can't even interpret. Right. In today's, in today's time. You know, but we, we have brothers over here that, you know, have made it a point to uh, study Meduneta and be able to read it. And it's like, we have, if it's a dead culture, we brought it back alive. Well, we, we like, we like I, th- I think we play in house. <laughs> you know, you play house, <laughs> you play married. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. I have no problem with anybody learning metanetter and studying it and figuring it out. That's a great thing. Study everything and learn everything. Just don't claim to be them. You know what mm. I mean? That's when you go too far. So um, it's great to learn and figure things out, but it's still just a hobby. And it's a, it's a, it, I, I only know one person out of 45 million black folk who considers himself as a black American, a comedic priest. Who? Jabari. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. You know, so <laughs> like, so one Negro in America claiming to practice comedic spirituality is not going to make a dent in anything. Hmm. And it's more so a waste of time, in my opinion. But I mean, I'm not hating on him, but I mean, yeah, no, I got you. in I my got opinion. You. I don't I think it's, it's, it's going to progress the people or do anything like that. It's just, it's, I, I would consider it, what do you call it, a, a, a neo-conscious community religion. <laughs> do, you, do you look at it, do you look at it like how, how, you know, like New Agers have taken um, like old, like, you know, practices, uh, the East and put a spin on it. Do you look at it like that's what we've done? Well, I ain't saying we because I don't do that shit, but I'm saying, you know, as a whole. I think they botching it up to tell the mm. truth and just making money doing it, is in my opinion. I don't think it's, I think it's dumbing people down. I think it's harmful, in fact, if I just want to be honest. Wow. Well, well what makes you, what, what's harmful about it, in your opinion? I don't think any form of miseducation is beneficial. Understood. So like if you're just teaching false history and I don't think that's beneficial. Just yeah. even just learning history is, is simply a hobby. Like me into this and studying this and learning my history. And this is all a hobby to me and fun and shits and giggles and an interest or a hobby. So interest and hobby doesn't improve your life. In my opinion, what improves well, your life is people going. Saying through. hobbies will definitely can definitely improve your life, brother. Well, it just depends on the hobby. But for say, yeah. say, say for instance, like um um um, I I do it for personal edification, right? Mm-hmm. So what's going to change my life is like the new business I'm starting and getting into, mm-hmm. going to school and get an education that may help me get a job. You know, what I mean, it's like say I get a they got a degree in in criminology then I can go forth and get a job at the probation department, make a living and take care of my family. Right. And Bob support my family. Yeah. <laughs> support my family. So <laughs> things that improve your life is, is not something from 4,000 years ago. Hmm. In today's, well, you know, that, Cause today's a different day today. If, if a people aren't scientifically literate in embracing STEM, that's the people who's going to be left behind in 2022 you get what i'm saying oh yeah um, for sure I, I i always i always push science scientific literacy and stem i don't think we should throw away um you know ancient philosophies either 
Um, I think it goes hand in hand. Uh, I, I bet it, this kind of brings something up that I wanted to ask you, though. Uh, you've taken issue with the term now Valley culture. If you can uh, explain why. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, um, sometimes, it's, so I've, I've said that Dr. Charles Finch used to use the word Nile Valley civilization, mm -hmm. right? And I used to say that because of him, mm -hmm. Nile Valley civilization. So it was a term coined by Afrocentrics. The real term that they used is Nile Valley, not civilizations. Hmm. Nile Valley is specifically Egypt. Nile Valley is not Nubia or Ethiopia. Hmm. See, people twisted the terminology. So when, when they coined the term, Afrocentrics coined the term Nile Valley civilizations, they were doing what we did, what we spoke on in the beginning. They were trying to blend Egyptians Nubians and Ethiopians all as one people and all as one culture, which was wrong. You know what hmm. I mean? So they wanted to make all that entire area one and the same people. Right. So the proper word is in Nubia and in Ethiopia or al along the, uh, uh, the Nile after the cataracts, you have river civilizations. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so we have to be careful with the wording because people used to botch up the wording to include everybody all in one. And it was a big, a big mm -hmm. old mind game. Like people uh, uh, um, in, 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 in science, when they say Nile Valley, they're talking about Egypt, nothing else. Maybe they're, maybe they're referring to uh, their hypothesis that there was, um, there was cultural transfers and and all types of, you know, possible amalgamation between all of these groups since they were so close together. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and you know, Afro, like- Afrocentrists were trying to blend them all. Um, all right, so off of Egypt for a minute, um, I know that, you know, you've had a, you've gotten a, you've got a history of calling out uh, scammers within the conscious community. Um, what, in your opinion, why, like, what, what makes someone within this so-called conscious community susceptible to the scammers within the community? You know what I mean? Because it's a community where we are supposed to be studying and educating our, ourselves and being of sound mind, right? What? What happens to make people susceptible to these scams that are presented by the scammers within the community? So, in a nutshell, when I came into the movement, I came into the movement through the ideology of the Nation of Islam. Then I found fault in that and I started embracing the Moors a little bit, went to the temple for about three months out here. Right. Mm -hmm. Then I found fault in that. I started studying Orthodox Islam. Mm. Just did, didn't sit right with me. It was just kind of a little too strict. And then I started studying the Hebrew Israelites. 
<laughs> strangely. <laughs> you went and I was going, I was going with the I was up there for a month, a whole month, and with the Hebrew Israelites and teach, you know, just with it. Mm-hmm. Then I said, I said, I remember I was in college. I went to LA Trade Tech for two years, right? Mm-hmm. And got my 60 units. And I remember doing a report at LA Trade Tech Junior College. And it was about the, the 12 tribes of Israel or us, right? And I just wrote up this whole <laughs> report. And my teacher happened to be Jewish. That was just my report. Yeah. And he gave me a B on mm-hmm. it. A B as in boy. Gave me a B on it. I thought I deserved an A. I said, he gave me a B because he's Jewish. And then, yeah. <laughs> but I had some errors. But so this is just my look, my, my journey, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then I ran into Ash Rockwazy because he's from L.A. And from then on, I used to go to Ash Rock Crazy lectures all the time in L.A. And um, 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 uh, what's the, the, the brother? Um, Steve Coakley. Mm-hmm. Steve Coakley's from L.A. Yeah. So I took a picture with me and Steve Coakley. knew each other. I was in pictures with him a couple months before he died. Wow. I used to date his nurse that was nursing him in this nursing home he was in before he died. Mm-hmm. Me and her used to date. <laughs> and she used to tell me about him, how honorary he was, was when he was getting older. So, but anyway, I had I got love for Steve Coakley. No, I'm going to tell you a real, real quick story about Steve Coakley before I yeah. take it. I remember I, I was at a Steve Coakley lecture. I used to go to every lecture he did at the Greenhouse Bookstore, Malik's Bookstore. Mm-hmm. And one day he was, after his lecture, he was counting up all his donations. Wow. He's just sitting at the table on the side, counting up his donations. So I walked up to him. Hey, Mr. Steve Coakley, how you doing? And he looked at me like, what you doing? I'm walking up on me when I'm counting my money. <laughs> and back he told me. Same, I'm sitting there, yo, 22. <laughs> yo. Steve Coakley was serious about his shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was gang- Steve Coakley's a gangster, I'm trying to tell you. Did, did, so, what did, did you ever think, did you ever see, not the, we'll get back to where we were going, but did you ever see whatever he, um, uh, you know, called in and got into it with Karanga? No, I, I wasn't too familiar. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, he he kind of called him and 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 you know asked him about you know his involvement, uh, you know, with the killing of uh, Bunchy Carter and everything. But Coakley, right. yeah, he was raw. He didn't care. He called in and then was like, yeah. yo, what's up with it? But, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he'll fall out with you. Right. You know, you gotta just you gotta show him respect. He's just that kind of guy. He's just right. an alpha kind of guy. So when you're around him, you gotta be like, you know. Rest in peace. But he's cool, mm-hmm. you know. But um, after that, he always every time he see me, hey, hey, what's up? So we we was cool. But anyway, with the last question you asked about scammers and things like that, so back in that day, there was no social media, there was no Facebook and YouTube and things like that. So community was different. Either you was with a religious organization, or you considered yourself um, a Garveyite. Mm. We, didn't, we didn't say RBGs back then. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. a new thing. Yeah, we consider ourselves Garveyites, right? And um, R- RBG is just the red, black, and green. It's just the flag. But I don't know how it switched to be considered RBGs. But I was cool with it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. First time <laughs> so, I heard, I think it was Dead Prez. Oh, maybe it came from them then. Mm. Yeah. So, um. Then we have social media come out, right? It used to be the real community. Social media comes out, now it's the cyber community. Mm, it's wow. not a real community. Mm. It's a fake cyber community, an imitation community. Mm. 
Although you meet people and sometimes you may network and do business, but it's not solid as in when we used to all go to Malik's bookstore and meet up yeah. and see each other face to face and talk to each other's that. eyes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. And um, so here we go. We have social media and the main media outlet. Main media outlet was considered the conscious community was Sinatra TV. Right, right. We got to just be real about that. Mm-hmm. And the crew in New York. So whatever they put out in media was considered the standard. They don't know what the hell we doing over here in LA. Right. We don't have a media mogul like Sinetta who was pushing us. Like right. I was like, like my teacher is Mathua Tar at the time. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows Mathua Tar because we don't have Sinetta out here. Right. But he knows more than all of them cats to me. You right. know what I'm saying? So you have Sinetta TV and he hung on 125th Street, right? Mm-hmm. I'm leading up to the scammers and shit like that. On 125th Street in Harlem is where all the hustlers, players, <laughs> pimps, pedophiles, molesters, and people, people with the gift of gab and people trying to sell stuff see and know Sonetta. So everybody's coming to Sonetta to be heard and seen. Mm-hmm. But guess who's not coming to Sonetta? Who? Real college professors. <laughs> real academics. So only the people with the gift of gab, hustlers who's trying to be seen and heard and have a product to sell to the people mm. would be inside of his face. And that's who he would put on, right? Right. So when people say Sonetta is responsible for all these frauds and scammers and he, those are the people who came to him. Right. And from beginning, he may not knew what they were. Mm-hmm but they all had an agenda eventually, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people that were put on Sonetta TV, in my opinion, were hustlers, frauds, uncredentialed people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because right. credentialed people are teaching in schools and colleges and things like that. Right. So on Sonetta, on 125th 25th Street, it's basically a free-for-all. If you just, this is just your hobby and you like to talk about this and you like to debate and argue. So a whole class of people with sometimes bad behavior, bad morals, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, wasn't grounded and connected to nothing, became hustlers. And this is where all the scammers came, the polites. There's a bunch of, I don't want to name a, a bunch of people's names and start nothing on your show. I did that on my page. <laughs> <laughs> But it's been a lot of hustlers, people selling products and people not receiving products, people lying about history, Uh, uh, a lot of fake health gurus, especially the fake health gurus ruined a lot of things. People don't know. A lot of people die listening to these gurus, but you'll never hear about it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, So the... It was a bunch of health fraud, people selling bullshit products and making unscientific claims, fake history, people stealing history, making claims that they this and that. You know what I mean? So Sonetta was like a magnet mm-hmm. for dirt bags. <laughs> <laughs> unsavory characters. Yes. Although they sometimes, a lot of them are smart and sharp. Right. You know what I mean? But <laughs> smart and sharp people are the ones who get over. So. You know, so that's where all the scammers and all that stuff come from. And it just 
gave the conscious community a bad name. Like when people hear conscious community, or that sometimes they call us hoteppers and shit like that. You know? Yeah. I mean? you, you know, <laughs> it's like now I I I definitely understand. Um, I don't think like it's it's hard to blame Sa. You know, it's yeah. I'm not gonna blame Sa for all that. No. Yeah. Um, take the onus off of him because sometimes he just may be naive and gullible. Right. 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 Um, now, what? But what makes what? Like, like, what, like. So for instance, people, people say, people say, oh, he brought Umar Johnson to. He didn't know that Umar Johnson was gonna do all that. Bullshit. No, nobody. Did. That's not his fault. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't blame him for that. Yes. Right. Right. But you know, like, so do you? So do you think, as a community, a portion of us that have become susceptible to those scams or like crazy ideologies that don't that aren't really based in anything is it is it due to like some type of celebrity status they put the teacher on yeah it's all the above i i I, we you know black folk like entertainers you know yeah we love that we like drama we like entertainment so we gravitated to those guys who are entertaining Mm. right so like sometimes in hindsight when i listen to a lot of people's elders lectures they were more like t- storytelling hmm. and entertaining and keeping our attention you know what well, I mean? that's the preacher got on sunday he got to entertain right you know. know you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's just in today's time this is why i, I push and I, I started youtube and i said i'm not gonna be a youtuber no more but i gave it six months right yeah and i said i'm gonna build my channel and I'm just going to have credentialed people and professionals. Mm-hmm. If I want to speak about a subject, that person needs to be a professional and credentialed in that subject. So I, I, just I, wanted to bring, I wanted to bring some professionalism and some uprightness and some righteousness mm-hmm. to the community and people who are respected, you know what I mean, and real. No doubt, no doubt, man. Um, I definitely uh, appreciate you uh, for coming through, uh, Chief. Um, before we go, though, everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody want to know so like it's this topic on ancient Egypt, like you got any debates set up? You know what I'm saying? Like well, what's going on with that, man? Seven months ago, I challenged anybody, not just conscious community people. Mm-hmm. I said any black person on the planet and uh, um, to debate me on Egypt. And I'm, I'm making the claim Egypt was non-black. It wasn't black. But nobody wanted to take the debate because I don't think anybody was confident. Hmm. So then I offered $300 to people and they Hmm. still didn't take it Hmm. because people are really not confident on that kind of debate on the world stage because the evidence is not in their favor. Hmm. But they will have discussions everywhere and talk about it, but they won't really just accept a two, three hour debate discussion live in front of everybody on that topic. Well, you got to show one has really accepted it. Yeah, nobody has still accepted this discussion, this debate right now. No doubt, no doubt. You you got anybody in mind? Um, if you ain't got to say his name, you know what I'm saying? If yeah, I mean, I had some people in mind, people who were arguing against me, mm-hmm. step up, but they never stepped up. Yeah, I hear <laughs> you. I hear you, man. Well, Chief X, man, I appreciate you for coming through, man. You know what I'm saying? I definitely had you back on, you know, but I, I definitely wanted to get, get you in because I, I think that it's been an interesting conversation that's been going on, you know, uh, with you and <clears throat> some of the other brothers on, on both sides, you know what I'm saying? And 
hopefully next time y'all build and have these conversations, y'all can get through the motherfucker before y'all start. <laughs> have a peaceful and have a peaceful yeah, adult conversation. <laughs> and yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what the people want to see. That's because I think it's a, I mean, it's a very interesting topic. Yeah. It's a very interesting and, and conversation. I try, and I try to have a mature <clears throat> conversation, but once they get to insult me and stuff, I'm just that eye for, and I snap and we get to cussing and acting the fool. But right. I never started. Yeah, I They'll blame it on me, but I don't start it. <laughs> I understand. I understand, man. Well, we're going to be uh, definitely on the lookout for that, man, for um, everybody tuning in. Uh, that's not familiar with Chief X, go just type, you Google, uh, YouTube him, you'll pull up his page and, and, uh, and got a lot of content on there as well. Yeah. And, and I just want to let a lot of people know, cause, um, for the next three weeks, I may be kind of absent from social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh just, yeah. Yeah. I passed my low inspection for my cannabis business Congrats. in California. Congrats. Congrats. And, um, I just kind of really got to kneel down and, and do a lot of research and, and build a, um, a team. Um, around my business and become a millionaire. It's about hey, to go hey, down. Man. <laughs> it's about uh, to no, go down. No doubt, man. Well, uh, definitely congratulations on that, man. And uh, that's dope. That's a great look, man. I know I, I've seen, I saw the the grind and, and the whole process firsthand, man. And it took a while, but you got there. And so uh, definitely congrats on that. Right. Appreciate it. And I appreciate you, man. I love your show. And I like your style. I've always had a, a respect for you. In a, in a love for you. If man, you same, same, man. <laughs> if you didn't know what it is. Yeah, I appreciate it. I said he's a little more mild, man, and a little more <laughs> decent. He doesn't show the bad behavior other people show. So I said, I like this cat. <laughs> already, already, man. Well, to the next time, man. I'll get with you, bro. All right, be cool. Peace. <laughs>